Chopper Soup Convo. We back. This episode comes out on July 1st, which is the official marker for the second half of the year. So how would you evaluate the first half of 2023, Jamal? That's how I would evaluate it. Um, I was listening to the pink tape today. And um, so I just that's been stuck in my head all day. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck he thought he was doing, but uh evaluate the first half of the year. Um, you know, pretty slow, pedestrian, and then May and June it started turning up. So the end of the first half of the year start is starting to sizzle up a little bit. Word, word. So switching it up real quick before we get into the music. I wanna ask you about what you heard about ESPN. Oh, yeah, they laying niggas off, getting niggas out of there. Yeah, they don't have time. That network is often the same money as it used to. So, yeah, a lot of people Trash. got slid, like Jeff Van Gundy, Susie Colbert, Jalen Rose, Vince Carter. I read no, Vince Carter. Yeah, Todd McShay, maybe. Susie going was kind of crazy to me. Yeah, she's a legend. OG. I liked her for the NFL. Yeah, but you know how it is. <laughs> Age, they start to phase you out. And Twitter's mad that Malika Andrews is still there because they think she's so back. Well, she's one of the bosses of ESPN. Malika Andrews. Yeah, man. She's young though. <laughs> yeah, but hey, they got rid of Rachel Nichols. Now she's the face of the joint. Why do people think she hates black men? Uh, probably because she dates white guys and always brings up uh negative moments in brothers' lives. But hey, that's her job as a journalist to let you know controversial stuff. So, are they mad because they're attracted to her and they know that she doesn't like them back? Um, I don't know if that plays a part in it. I think just uh. Maybe it could be. I don't know. But uh, you look at her and her sister, they're not, quote unquote, soul sisters, you know. Mm. I don't... <laughs> they're not even Holly Berry's? I don't think so. But hey, that's why Skip Bayless was right, man. But hey, that's another story for another day. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, Skip said... Why can't I claim people that are half white? Skip should be able to claim Malika Andrews. That's more of his sister than yours. Yeah, her sister's definitely not a soul sister. Well, and that where you think she learned it from Malika's her, the older sister. I'm not gonna say what I'm thinking. <laughs> hey, so it's all of them, man. The dad looks funny. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, he's a silly oh, ghost. He just looks like a real old school black man. Damn, uh, <laughs> this is a funny nigga right here, man. They say Giannis keep his girl pregnant every year. <laughs> yeah, Giannis loves He's that girl. Focused on. I, I like that for Giannis. He seems like a a good young man. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's up. All right, man. Let's get into this real quick, man. Why is everybody trying to blame DJs for the party scene, you know, falling off, so to speak? I don't know, man. They're pretending like they want to hear new music, dog. Just on Sunday and watch now because DJ Academics and 
Kai Sanat and um who else was it? Ice Spice, Lil Uzi at his party. They were all playing Ski Yee by Sexy Red, having fun to it. JB was doing his thing. He, you know, he was playing a lot of Ama Piano. He was hopping around playing Beyonce, getting shit turned up, playing Freakum Dress. You know, girls had nice dresses on. It was their birthday and shit. Like he was hopping around, just doing shit, making people dance. This nigga played Ski Yee. And I'm like, Oh, I remember this uh sexy red song. Like, oh, okay, like dang, he's hip. And I'm thinking, like, all right, I'm I'm like paying attention. And nobody was reacting to it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he was too early for them, but now, but when he was playing when he tried to um put the break a new song to them, like the crowd like wasn't really reacting. But now, watch, they're gonna react to it by come by August. That's gonna be like a club anthem. But um yeah, they act like they like new music. Um, I believe a lot of hip hop today isn't really geared towards partying. The R&B definitely isn't geared towards partying. Like SZA and Summer Walker and them, they don't make party music. Like even Drew Hill had Sleeping in My Bed remix. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jagged Edge had Where the Party At. 112 had um, Only You. Um, I don't even have to get into like the 80s and like, you can party to never too much by Luther Vandross. Like, you know what I'm saying? The R&B people don't really do that as much. So I think it's just the state of music, like, isn't really geared towards partying. And there are a lot of people in different regions are mad that they have to dance only to Afro beats. And some people are getting tired of R&B parties. People are getting tired of 90s parties. Things are just too fragmented, like you always say, so... I don't know why they're trying to blame us. We just like to we like to keep the crowds moving, so we play what we know that works. You know what I mean? People like you like to say you got to put them on, you got to do this, nigga. They don't be doing. They don't. Yeah, not- that's my fault. I'm not gonna do that anymore. I can't hold DJs to the standards of the past because it ain't the past. So it is what it is. That's what you guys are trying to do, and I respect that you guys are trying to evolve and keep up with it because yeah. Rap is kind of letting you guys down, I guess, the role of the DJ. So it does make sense to focus on dance music and the blends. And, you know, at first I used to not like it, but, hey, I have to understand it. That's what y'all got to do to make people dance. Hey, if it involves putting uh, classic beats, niggas know on lyrics, niggas know, hey, you got to do what you got to do. So. Yeah, it's interesting, but I also think a lot of this is uh, niggas need to graduate from the club and become family men and women. <laughs> yeah, the young, it really, let the young really, generation come yeah. through and let them influence what they like. That's really what it is. The youngins don't really have no footprint in nothing. Like they're not, they're not making old rappers copy them like how they used to. They're not DJs. Even academics is thirty. They're not running media. They're not running nothing. Yeah, they take longer to develop. Everybody takes longer to develop these days. It seems in sports and everything. Niggas <laughs> not, not coming out the gate being Adrian Peter, Adrian Peterson. You know what I'm saying? Niggas not doing that no more. And um, and like Funk Flex, he could drop "Get at Me, Dog" in the tunnel, and people would party to that. They're not partying to no shit like that these days. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Their Get At Me Dog could have been like a Waka song in 2011, but mm-hmm. it, I mean, hey, it's just, hey, it's not never going to be that again. 
once again, there's no Walkers. Walker did make party music. That's the funny thing. Like, yeah, oh, let's do it is a party song. Oh, let's do it is a party song. That was the era of Atlanta where strip club music was dictating who was making tunes. So, yeah. Even Lil John Crunk shit was played in parties. Yeah, because Crunk is aggressive club music. But, like, uh, fucking um, Never Ever, Trillville, like, that's like, uh, that was pl- able to be played in parties. I mean, Chief Keep kind of has that with Finito, but that shit's old now. But it still rings off. But that's what I'm saying. Some people said they're tired of hearing Finito, too. I mean, it is a decade old. <laughs> I mean, hey, it is what it is. That's the problem. If if brothers are still going to sets and they hearing stuff that they heard when they were in high school or college, it could make them feel like, dang, what's going on? Things aren't progressing. But I don't know. It's interesting. I've never been into themed parties like that too often. But like going to a DJ event where you do expect to hear certain things could be cool, but I guess, you know, like all novelties, it can run dry eventually, but it'll be interesting to see where this goes because, you know, summer just started officially a week ago. So <laughs> now that we got that hookah cloud leaving mm-hmm. July 1st, hey, let's see what happens for the rest of the summer. But uh, let's transition real quick into new music that happened today. Or do you want to go last week to Young Thug's uh, release? I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to go with today. We can go. We can go to last <laughs> week. We can go All to last right. week after if you want, because I listen to Killer Mike, too. All right. Yeah, I still haven't listened to Killer Mike because V's dropped on Tuesday. And sorry. Yeah, I listen to Gang. I'll listen too. to Killer Mike eventually. I will. Mm-hmm. But okay. uh, yeah. All right. So today, one of my artists on Big Baller Records Little Uzi Vert dropped his, you know, well-anticipated album, The Pink Tape. And for me, I was already ticked off when I saw it was 26 tracks. <laughs> uh, my, my favorite song on it is Zoom, which is one of the bonus tracks. And that joint's like from 2016, 17. That's my second favorite song. So that lets you know that, yeah, I'm not really feeling the new stuff. I do like track three a lot. I don't know what it's called. The one that Travis comes on and wastes time. I actually don't think Travis verse was that bad. But I like that song because Benny X killed that beat. Shout out to Benny X and working on Dying in Philly. But uh, yeah, that album is underwhelming. Uzi Mm -hmm. in 2016. And yeah, at least I'm going to sell a lot of records off this. But artistically, not that great. But what do you think? I agree. Um, doesn't have a lot of replay value for me. It was good in the gym, though. Like the first, like, um, when I first listened to it, I was like, eh. like Suicide Doors, A, Crush Them, Amp is cool in the gym. By the time it came to X2, I was like, ah, died and came back. I think I, that was okay. Spin again. So my favorite song is I Gotta. That's my shit. Like, he got big swag on that song. Like, I like that Uzi. Um, my second favorite song is Zoom. And I like um Endless Fashion with him and Nicki. I like how they were, like, just playing around on the song. They were just doing stuff, like, changing their voice and changing just their clothes. Yeah, they were just having fun. Like, Uzi was doing stuff. I mean, Nicki was, like, just doing little shit, making her voice high-pitched and making it deep. And they was just doing shit on that song. And um, even though um they used the... 
Baba Dee, Baba Die. Like I kind of like I like what they did on that joint. But um, yeah, this album was underwhelming. Um, I don't really like the metal remakes or punk, whatever the fuck that shit is. Um, System of a Down, I think. Wake up, wake up, wake up. That shit. Um, yeah, Charday was okay, but nah. The song with him and Drake, I thought I was gonna get more of that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it was yeah, it doesn't have a lot of replay value to me. Um, Eternal takes better. Yeah, way better. Trippy Red's album's better to me. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, how what do you think the people are saying? Is it mixed kind of like whole lot of red was at first? Uh, nah, I think it just like is mid, and then it just went away. You see, there was more uh, talk about Rilo Rodriguez's album on Twitter than, you know, <laughs> this Uzi album, which lets you know that Black Twitter ain't really fooling with it. The rock stuff, yeah, I don't really care about those tracks. Uh, I do think uh, the song with Nicki was cool. They were having fun, but yeah, that album isn't memorable at all. I just want to rock is cool. <laughs> but the rock song, the other rock song, the production was kind of cool. Um it was creative. Um I'm trying to think there was another song. I think it was The End maybe. His voice is all kind of crazy. He had or Werewolf, one of those either Werewolf or The End, but um he had like some cool shit going on, but like it's it's very creative and it's cool, but it's not like, you know what I mean? I like the vibe out. Like that's why I like I got it so much because he has swag on that joint. Zoom, like it was fly, like just sound, like you know what I mean. It's like riding music, you know. I like vibey music. Some of this shit's cool for the gym though, like when you're on the treadmill. But other than that, like, yeah, it's just, you know, you know, it's just mm-hmm. not for me. And I'm kind of happy that Black uh, Twitter doesn't like it. He thinks all his little devil shit's gonna work, but maybe the white teenagers will like it. Maybe he's allowing. Yeah, himself. they will. That's his... who he's catering his music for. Yeah, because a lot of his original fans, like us, are getting too old for his music. In my opinion, we outgrew him. I don't yeah. even think we outgrew him. He fell off. <laughs> when did he fall off? Uh, yeah, this year, last year, when he did the pink, the red, and white tape. Those songs were cool, but I could tell a lot of them were older songs. When his fans tricked him into thinking Eternal had taken his album with Future wasn't good, a.k.a. the stuff that sounds black, they don't like that. They want the rage. They want the, I'm sad, I want to hurt myself. They like that stuff. So they want Uzi to be sad. I mean, because the biggest song of his career is All My Friends Are Dead, Push Me to the Edge. They want that sad emo stuff. They don't like fun Uzi. I mean, Pluto, Baby Pluto wasn't that good. It wasn't that bad either. They got some bad. That song is pretty good. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I like the song Baby it's better Pluto. better than uh, his tape he did with Gucci back in the day. That joint with Gucci was crazy, though. I that know shit. you really like it. I didn't rate it the same way. Uzi went stupid on it. Gucci didn't really do as good. But... um. World on Drugs is better than Pluto, Baby Pluto to me. Well, nah. Mm. Yeah, well, the beginning of World <laughs> on the beginning of the first half of World on Drugs is excellent to me. Like, excellent. yeah, I don't like Fine China. That's not my jam. Yeah, that 
maybe that song, but a lot of the other songs were were good. And Fine China is good. It just sucks some of the things that Juice World was saying, but the melodies and the way it goes, pranks. And then the joint with him and Young Bands, um, where Future's like you gotta earn, like he just in the background being the old head, letting them the youngins go. That song cranks to me too. I think it's called Seven A.M. or something. Nah, Seven A.M. Freestyle. Freestyle. Yeah, that I like. Um, World on Drugs more than Pluto, Baby Pluto. Yeah, I like Baby Pluto and Pluto more. But you can understand that that was kind of underwhelming, though. Mm, Not really. To me, it was underwhelming. People loved it though. A lot of people I know like that. I know that's what I'm saying. I just think certain brand of niggas don't like it. That's all. What brand is that? Hey, the niggas that like <laughs> the other Uzi stuff. They don't like Black Uzi. I like Black Uzi because I like the Uzi when he raps. Mm. Okay, but anyways, I wanted to know, do you think this album obviously was inspired by a whole lot of red? And is this like an attempt at, of him trying to make like a whole lot of red type of album? I think he's just doing what the fans on those message boards tell him to do. And they like him rapping on those type of beats. And and do you think that Uzi created the Rage sound? Or do you think Playboy Cardi pushed it further more or created Uh, it? It's all on the producers more so than the artists because they don't make the beats. So I don't know what producer did it first because it seems like it's just a compilation of other people adding stuff on top of stuff and then then because who are the kings of rage beats that's this is the era of producers where you don't there are no producer stars it's just people making type beats on youtube so it's harder to say who really influenced what Mm -hmm. but i know working on dying been making tread style beats which are like proto rage beats if you listen to the stuff they did early with uh what's even that little kid's name oh yeah white Matt Ox. Matt yeah Ox. that is like rage beats the type nah, of stuff really, I mean. now i'm saying there are certain joints that they did because mm-hmm. that's uh fucking whole lot of red was dominated by filthy who is in working on dying mm-hmm. uzi's been working with working on dying because they're from philly too so that's why it's like maybe it is then that made it. What about Art Dealer? I know you heard of him. Yeah, he's cool, but I've started hearing about him like in the last couple years working with Uzi. Mm-hmm. I don't really, or not uh, Uzi, uh, what's it called? I think he used to be like a producer that worked with like... Um... And Carson? Uh, Because I don't know, because Ken Carson does his own beats too. He- he does that rage shit too. They were saying that Ken Carson kind of had like the first one, then Sofago did it, then Trippy, then Cardi made it like blow up and go and everybody copy after that. Because yeah, art dealer, he started working around the first time I heard about him was on Die Lit. He did the long time beat, but no one would call that a rage beat. And do you think early 20s Rages kind of has rage elements to it? Uh, outside of being called Rager, I don't think so because it's more dark. These Rage beats are more bright synths. What well, po- I feel like sounding synths on I, aggressive drums. I feel like early twenties Rager has the synths in the background if you listen, and then the the beats 
the the drums kind of sound like rage stuff and then to me a little bit because i listened to it today because my friend was trying to say he thinks that's the start of it and then he was saying he really they all get their stuff from kid cuddy and i was saying i mean he is mr rager but to me that's like more of like the ti trap music and the like jeezy and gucci actually creating the sound that's how i looked at it yeah but the difference is ti has a couple songs about trapping while little uh i said little uh, kid cuddy his rage is more about being sad and being a punk rocker these kids like punk rock or like grunge rock style like because you know he's a big kurt cobain fan but yeah these kids are trying to be fake punk aesthetics so it is different and and then quick question so do you think that james brown created funk music no who created funk music the niggas that played in this band the ohio boys Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's the like I'm saying with Rage. So, but the when you say George, it, it's the producer. But when you say like Sly, yeah, that's a good point. When you say like Sly and George Clinton, or more like I think of them when I think of funk. Before I think of like James Brown. But even though James Brown had a lot of funk shit. Ask George Clinton when did your band turn up? He'll say when I took niggas from James Brown. <laughs> that's Dude, what he producers, did the producers. yeah the the niggas that play the music that's the sound it ain't the artists singing on it it's the niggas that play the music the people that make the beat that's who makes the sound so yeah funk definitely comes from ohio um that's true that's true so james brown's band created funk i'm just yeah. saying james brown associated with the early sound of funk yeah, he is, but they called him Soul Brother Number One, right? They, yeah, he was so old; he was around the soul R and B era, right? Then ten plus years later, then Funk came around and he adapted to it and became the face. Mm. Yeah, yeah. These kind of conversations in music are always very interesting because the person who's like the most popular for it never really like started it. Or like their production team or their or their musicians never really started it. And then you can always reach back and see, oh, this person was kind of doing it first and it influenced the more popular person. I feel like you can do this with New Jack Swing. You can do this with uh, G-Funk. You can do this with every almost every genre almost. Word. It's just an interesting music nerd discussion. Yeah, for sure. Now let's get into Young Thug's album, um, Business is Business. He first promoted when Gunna's album dropped. He dropped a, key, a QR code with a clock countdown. It ended on June 23rd, 2023 at midnight. And his, what, third studio album? Because So Much Fun is number one, Punk is number two, and Business is Business is number three. I'm sure you hate that discography. Jeffrey's not a studio album? No. What is it? <laughs> it's a retail mixtape. <laughs> Damn. He only has three albums officially, and I'm, that's like the weakest part of his career, according to you, right? Because I Hell like yeah. So Much Fun. So Much Fun's cool. It ain't all that. It's not better than Jeffrey. It's barely, it's really not better than Beautiful Thugger Girls. It is. Come on. No, nah, it's not. Uh, hey. 
To it's each not. his own, but yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I played beautiful thugger. <laughs> I played beautiful thugger girls more than I played so much fun. Yeah, I played so much fun way more. But hey, I, and, and, and I and before we get into it, like this is gonna be a very unpopular opinion, and I actually like Young Thug a lot, but I think he's overrated. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, people act like he's so great and creative, and he kind of touches it, but. He's really like Ghana to me is kind of like, I mean, who's influenced by him? But Ghana is kind of he he hit the bullseye more pause than uh, Young Thug. Well, I saw people say it's not free, it's not ca- uh, fair to compare the album of Free Man can make than an album of Man in Prison can make. That's one hundred percent true. I'm not necessarily comparing the album, but I just feel like Young Thug misses a lot. And to me, you know, I think that the best Young Thug to me. Like his best overall well-roundedness is from Super Slimy. That to me is the best young thug. I feel disappointed in this album because I thought, based on the album cover, I thought, oh, oh, is this brother? Did he get the vibes cartel package? And he's recording music in jail, or is he gonna do the Draco style joint like he did? Uh, thank you for using GTL. Yeah, yeah. Well, Grillo didn't really make no tapes of him in jail being locked. It was more so like albums he finished when he was free because he knew he was going to jail. Right. Young Thug didn't know he was going to jail. Uh, the albums are, you know, old songs that they added features on. They added two Drake features. He was going to put out his album, but he pushed it back to so Thug could eat. Travis Scott got two features. 21 got two features. And yeah, the album is underwhelming. Uh, my favorite song on it, I would say, uh, is probably Cars Bring Me Out with Future. I like the potential of Uncle M because of the beat with Metro and D Rich, but the Travis ad libs and background vocals mess it up. Oh, you went with Drake is good. Um, and Hellcat Kenny, I like that a lot. With filthy on the beat, um, yeah, but yeah, the album is underwhelming. I know Young Thug, he's been great at making compilations before, cause that's what Slime Season was like. That was when he was leaving Rich Gang and all those songs leaked. He had hundreds of songs leaking on the web, so to combat that, he made Slime Season one and two, but. Those albums or mixtapes are fire, but yeah, this couldn't keep the spirit. And it doesn't look like it's even going to be the number one album in America because uh, that boy Morgan Wallen, he's not playing games. But uh, <laughs> I would say this album, I would give it an early score, like a 3.25 out of 5. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know if I'll listen to it again. I still didn't listen to the metro's version of his uh order of the track list but it does look better but uh how did you feel about the album um i barely remember it but it wasn't wasn't bad i do know that remember that i liked uncle m i liked the feature joint um it was cool it's definitely a jail album um but i didn't i couldn't i just couldn't listen to it again um let me see uh, I think I liked Mad Dog. I think Juice World's joint was pretty tight. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just you know, 
Uh, it was whatever to me. <laughs> All right. Before we have fun talking about these, let us know your thoughts about the Killer Mike album because I wasn't able to hear that yet. Have fun talking about these. Hold on. Was somebody else on um, Cars Bring Me Out? I'm trying to think. One of his friends was on one of these songs and I liked their verse on it. Damn, I think it might have been with the racks or braid on. Damn it. What's one of his friends' name? I think it starts with a D. Uh, young Thug? Yeah, one of Young Thug's friends. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yak Gotti. <laughs> I like Yak Gotti on that one. Man, song. that brother, they let him rap for eight seconds. Yeah, but he was kind of cool. But yeah, um, he didn't he didn't let he didn't they didn't let him go off. But um, uh, that pissed me off because I like Yak Gotti's music, but hey. Yeah, like he kind of got I like I like the way he was. Yeah, I was thinking like, how come he didn't go along? That shit sounded kind of tight. Um, he's in jail too, so he probably never finished his verse. Uh, that's not Uberman, is it? No, nah, that's Duke. Yeah, he's not that good. Uberman. <laughs> um, Killer Mike's album was um just great, um, well put together. Beats were fresh. They were like had elements of like the era killer mike came from but they were like new sounding it was almost like a southern version of like what Nas is doing and it had a lot of choirs and shit on it and a lot of great vocalists like the vocalists on this album sang their ass off and even fable was on it doing cool shit um young thug had a, a cool feature but um killer mike was talking tight shit he was talking about um selling crack with how you you know somebody that's sold crack but got a degree like he was doing a lot of juxtaposition type of uh themes on here and stuff you know i only listened to it once for real but it it sounded really really good it's like a really great album it's one of the best albums this year i think you're going to respect it a lot hundred three thousand in future did that thing um he had another feature on there that i can't remember but um i'll I'll, i'm gonna listen to it again because um i like what he was saying on this joint like it was it was dope it was inspirational you know i like music that i can like live by um and it motivates me in like real life and stuff like that that's why i listen to a certain music that i listen to like more than others it had a lot of that and um black did his thing black was dope on this album uh killer my uh summer I mean, Jagged Edge did her um did his thing. Summer Walker did her thing. Currency, of course, did his thing. I don't really remember what um Two Chain said, um, but yeah, it's it's a really, really, really good album. Just well put together. It's not a sleeper, you know, like a lot of these lyrical people sometimes can put you through sleepers. He his production was crazy, and his vocalists were crazy on this album. So it was just good music. That's what I have to say about it. Shout out to Killer Mike. Now let's talk about that hip hop, hip hop. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. like nah, that brother Young V's man. This is I not just, a fire drill, nigga. This the real thing. Yeah, it is. And I just typed up his name on Google, and what popped up is Washington Post put out an article two hours ago that says we wake up. These just dropped the year's best rap album. <laughs> Incorrect. Shout out to the Washington Post, our local newspaper. And then uh, Pitchfork has written an article about him. Fader has an article about him that I got to read. Uh, I think this album is making people have fun. Uh, Rolling Stone says V's excels on the sludgy, non-plussed ganger. 
yeah, all the all the rap critics, the publications seem to like it. I'd fool with the album a lot. It might be my favorite rap album this year because it's so fun to listen to and the lyrics are cool. His and lyrics, I, he got. And a lot I like of them. I like punchline lyrics when it's done with someone like him. Because growing up, I didn't really like that Cassidy, Lloyd Banks, Dipset punchline rap. I like Paul Wall and uh, Lil Wayne more. So his punchline style is more humorous and witty. I think you've said it before that he reminds you a lot of like the Flint niggas with how he likes the joke. But yeah, he's. He's going crazy. I like the beats uh, on this. My favorite song on the joint is Tramp Stamp. That's hard. Uh, Weekend also goes overseas balling. At first, I didn't like the song. Um, You know why that flips thuggish, ruggish bone? Because I didn't like how the first version is like a drill chop. And then the second version is like a Michigan chop. But I do respect it now. Uh, I like because he is spitting on that joint when he talks like about he people asking why haven't I dropped yet. He said, I'm in the crib with the pint detox. And so it does seem like the reason why he didn't drop is because, yeah, he was trying to get over his drug issues. He wanted to really focus on his career. And, hey, you hear it. The quality is great. 21 songs, not really that many weak joints, if any. Uzi on the end of Sexy Liar talking Kills about him. how much motion he has. Kills that's, that's hilarious. I'm not eating 7-Eleven pizza. I'd rather go get that Costco swag, but hey, I hear you. Yeah, that was crazy. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the tape is fire. He's my most listened to artist on title this month, even though the album just dropped on June 27th, Tuesday, so... Yeah, man, I'm definitely going to be bumping this for the rest of the year. So how did you feel about it? I think that he is a sleepy all-star. And I like that he linked up with him and Lucky were sleepy all-stars on this, but they did good. Um, I think this is I think this is why. Um, My bad. Before you continue. Yeah, I love that song. I love that beat because it reminds me of like organized noise, bass line mixed with uh louisiana type drums that joint is hard but yeah go ahead one of the songs i forgot what it was it reminds me of fucking like a tupac sample it reminded me of um no more pain i think it might be that one it's like the that's one yeah tupac would rap on that bass line he, he would love that song yeah it reminded me of that but oh i meant cooked all-star v's is a cooked all-star i feel like that's why babyface ray has been trying to sound cooked because he knew ganger was coming because v sounds cooked <laughs> He is cooked on this album. You think Babyface Ray's trying to compete? Yeah, he knew it was coming. And then him and Lucky are both cooked, but they did good. And um, only thing I think, only thing I think about this album, I think for some reason for me, after Kind of Money, um, G A I G, I forgot what it stands for. Good as uh, it gets, that goes. Who the one? I feel like around fifteen, sixteen, maybe seventeen, it kind of started being a little repetitive but it's not release leak but yeah by then it picks up again but i feel like the second half the middle second half is like it's kind of like a dipping point but it comes back up with gangermatic and shit and tony hawk but um for a cooked rapper like he is it's it's pretty good he does say a lot of crazy meme worthy shit he said he crossed a nigga and step him like iverson that was pretty crazy 
I haven't listened to it like in a day or two. So I don't really have like a lot of the uh, lines fresh on my mind. But Overseas Baller was crazy. You know, Sersky, um, you know why I was kind of weird in the beginning. And then when he does the Jay-Z shit, you know why I thug him, fuck him, let him. He starts, you know, he starts picking it up. And then um, 76ers was pretty cool. Robert De Niro was pretty dope. I love the drum with him and Yachty. They were like on some chopped and screwed shit. Yeah, I, oh man, that made me realize I don't like Little Yachty as a rapper. I like his melodic stuff, but his bars have never moved me. Yeah, I think I, maybe I, it has I, to I, do I, something with his voice or something. I don't know. He just it's never tight. I like him when he's with Rimble and like the Detroit people. And yeah, um, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it don't. It don't really be hitting for me. But hey. I kind of do think though that Uzi had like the best verse on this on the Get Off My Dick remix though. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, it was cool. I don't really rate it the same way. Who's Little Piff? I don't know. She wanted to hit Little Piff. That's what he was saying. But they went that beat. Get off my dick reminds me of like a face, like the album Face reminds me of a beat that could have been on that. See, I think this album's pretty dope. I don't think, and of course, comparison might be like some hater stuff a little bit. Maybe I don't know. I don't think it's better than Clanway 3 to me. And I don't think it's better than Face, but I still think it's pretty good. Yeah, but those albums came out in 2022. We talking about the music that came out in 2023. It's a new year, bro. I'm just giving it a scale, like a grading scale. Like, I think it's good. I think he's a little too cooked. Like, to me, on Law & Order, V's isn't this cooked. Oh, uh, he is burnt on that joint. No, he's not. He's more clear on this joint. His voice be cracking and shit. He sounds he's all breathy. On, he's burnt on law and order. Sounds man. all breathy. Now on law and order, he's more like shaking it in. She shaking her ass. Like he, his voice is normal on this joint. He is cooked. Hey, it depends on some of those songs. He's normal than some of the songs he's burnt. It just depends. I've seen a lot of fans wishing certain tracks made it like Mojo Jojo. Uh, small fry was one of my favorite. That that small fry is probably my favorite V's uh leak. I love that beat, and I feel like a good as it gets is small fry part two because that beat is crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying this album. Might be my oh, favorite album of 2023 so far. Oh yeah, and also he reminds me of Bankroll on some of his flows. Like I feel like Bankroll Fresh. If he was alive, he would do really good with the Detroit niggas, in my opinion. Probably because of that New Orleans drum shit that they got going on. But I forgot. Damn, I wish I remember which song it was. But on one of the songs, he had like a bankroll kind of flow and like tone in his voice. And I was thinking like, damn, bankroll would kill shit with these niggas if he was still alive. Next week, I'm going to have my I'm going to write down my favorite bars on Ganger so we can have a compilation and I want you to evaluate each punchline. Yeah, man, because <laughs> some of these joints, I be geeking. So, hey, before we go, man, Complex been listening to us. They made their list about the best rap cities in 2023. Uh, do you have the list? I can try to find it. I can get it real quick. I know Atlanta was number one. New York City was number two. London was like number 10. Nine. Or number nine. They didn't show love to Jacksonville. Yeah, they don't need to be there. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think I think New York kind of number one. For real. Yeah, of course you do, but they're not. 
Yeah, they are because they got Nas who's still killing shit. They got Ice Spice. Um, to me, Coyle Ray is New York. She's from New Jersey. That's New York. It's not. So, now it's, it's Atlanta still. So number one is Atlanta. Number two is New York City. Number three is Chicago, which I kind of don't agree. Number four is Los Angeles. That kind of, I feel like that that's fair. Number five is Memphis. I think they're getting out of here soon because a lot of their um, up-and-comers aren't doing it for me. Number six, Miami. I don't think so, but they put Denzel Curry in there. City Girls don't even rap to me anymore. Rick Ross, I don't know why they even mentioned him. Number seven, Houston. I don't understand that at all. Like, they have people to. Megan mentioning... the Stallion. Yeah, that one person. But then people also <laughs> mentioning Sauce Walker, too. Yeah, but... people like him. But and Don that, Tolliver. Yeah, Don Tolliver, of course. And Travis, Travis Scott's cooked ass coming back. And then number eight, London. I feel like they deserve to be in the top ten, which is dope for an over... They should I be higher, but hey, it is. I wish Toronto is. had more people. Detroit's number nine. That don't make sense to me, but they're kind of in the same boat as Memphis. They're kind of falling off a little bit because they've been doing this shit for a long time. They just took a long time to get hot. And then um, number 10, Philly, I guess. I don't know. Ooh, they got besides Uzi and and um, yeah, that's all I can think about. I'm not even mentioning me. Yeah, so number ten, Philly. Number nine, Detroit. Eight, London. Seven, Houston. Six, Miami. Five, Memphis. Four, LA. Three, Chicago. Two, New York. One, Atlanta. So Atlanta runs rap, Dan? Of course. It's not even close. <laughs> they don't have really any competition. Even their transplants though, like Metro. That, even though New York went for Atlanta. Even though New York has Cardi B, who's always killing shit. I Spice, they have the best, they have the best like women right now. Yeah, the- they have three, they have three girls that are doing well, and two mm-hmm. of them aren't even putting out their own songs. And Nikki. They just don't that's what I'm saying. The two girls aren't putting out their own songs. They just rapping on other people. They have songs. four girls. Don't play with it. It's a big song. Yeah, it's one song. It's one song. She's done. I Spice, Cardi B, Lola Brooke, Nicki Minaj, Coyle Ray. Coyle Ray's from New Jersey. That's New York. Nah, it's not. Yeah, it is. They got their own identity. And then they New- got the drill shit. How many New York rappers are rapping on the club beats? She be doing the club stuff. That's Jersey swag. Jersey but, club. Would you agree that they're... Um, Number two, though, uh, with the Bronx drill and shit, too, or do you think? I mean, the Bronx drill doesn't matter outside of their city. Yeah. Now, people what? like to get sturdy everywhere. Hey, man, it, that joint don't matter. It's a cool dance, but I don't know. None of them songs don't matter, bro. What about Bronx drill Chicago? died when K Flock and then went to jail? I know, right? Pop Smoke. He, he, yeah, Fabio Foreign doesn't matter anymore. Like drill is out of here, bro. Pop smoke, <laughs> pop smoke. That made drill take a hit, and then K. Flocking them went to jail. Like what the fuck? Yeah, and then Fabio's he's not good enough. That drill joint is done, bro. So they Chicago. took the dance, and it's out of here. So Chicago, do you think they should be number? For three? me, for real, number two should be London. But hey, I know Americans don't listen to their music, but yeah, London's the best for real. Number. I'll tell two. you what, ring. I'll tell you what rings off in every party. Every party. How can I be homophobic? My bitch is gay. Everybody likes that shit. Yeah, Central C. 
and Dave, yeah, Sprinter. Every party, the whole yeah. crowd's rapping it. My yeah. brother loved that joint. Yeah, the joint's hard. But yeah, London is number two for real. And then number three, then I guess you could say New York City. But yeah. I don't think it even matters after that. Like Chicago ain't. Yeah, don't. Chicago ain't don't like to me. They're not a good rap city anymore. Um, I guess you could L.A. I mean, they got Blue Bucks. Um, yeah. And Doja Cat and Kendrick. And Tyler. Yeah, they do matter. They're in the top five still. And O3 Greedo. They got Blast. Yeah, if you like Earl Sweatshirt and Alchemist, they're there too. They're Californians. Memphis, Moneybag, yo, ain't doing it for me. Yo, Gotti's out of there. He ain't doing it for me. Black Youngster, and Ellie Chopper, none of them do it for me. But <laughs> that's two times, don't do it. Like, none of them. KKK. Big, Big Boogie, they're not like doing it for real. Like, Glorilla, yeah, you know, but yeah, they're not really like doing it for me. Um, Even though I think Memphis should be ahead of Chicago. And then. I'm just going to evaluate each one real quick. Miami, they said Rick Ross, City Girls, Kodak Black, Denzel Curry, and Ski Master Slump Guy. Hey, they can't have Kodak. He's from Broward County. He ain't even from Dave. Ski Master Slump Guy? Like, he's from Broward, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> that is just nasty. Hey, man, he's still doing numbers in the underground. See, you be trying to say. I'm talking about Miami I, as a city, not him. Yeah, but but maybe he's doing, maybe he has a, a album that came out recently that people like. I don't know. Miami as a top, like being like a top rap city is just out of here to me. Baton Rouge yeah. is better than them. They got um a young boy and the other dude that he'd be beefing with. I forgot his name. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He don't have a name. Nah he, nah, he is big, though. I'm trying to think of him. Fuck, I can't think of his name. Numbers uh, in Houston. Magnus Stallion, Travis Scott, Don Tolliver, Maxo Cream, Sauce Walker. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, little Jeremy. I heard of him before. But, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, you can, I don't know. And then number eight, Detroit. Yeah, I mean, they're doing their thing to me. They should be higher. And then, yeah, I don't know. The gold medal and rap goes to Atlanta still. Silver goes to London and New York City has bronze. That's how I'm looking at it. Hmm. Hey, New York's over LA? Uh, yeah, because Doja Cat wants to be a rapidy rapper and so she's going to lose while Ice Spice and Nicki and Cardi are still going to have fun and be more relevant to black people. What about Blue Bucks? They're not reaching the country? <laughs> no, no, they're gonna be local forever. But hey, I love it. It's, <laughs> it's okay. No, no, <laughs> they're gonna be local. Dang, then Larry Jones from the Bay. Yeah, Atlanta should be able to take him too. He lived in Atlanta for a good amount of time. <laughs> yeah, but people like Osei don't like Trap Larry. True, true. Trap That's Larry. a good point. Yeah, I, I like Trap Larry, but yeah, that is the consensus. They want him to fucking be too like. Much fucking green juice and hey, yeah, oh, yeah, hey, and rapping about taxes and shit. And then LA got Jay Worthy though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but he's from Vancouver too. So hey, oh lord, <laughs> yeah, he's a Canadian. Is he really a Pyro? No disrespect, but yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> when he moved Vancouver. down from Canada. He lived in Compton with his grandma, so he joined the set when he, you know, moved in. Right. You said he could say the N-word and I, there's nothing I can do about it? Yeah, there isn't. He's a gang member. 
There's nothing I can do about it. Embedded by like, real genes. I mean, I could do something about it if I wanted to. Yeah, you can complain, and then the then the whoop whoops are coming on you. Whack! I'm gonna have to get down with whack. Yeah, you're gonna have to talk to Jason or somebody. You gotta get down, or OG Wacko. Niggas think they're harder than Wacko. <laughs> you got. We gotta get down. We gotta get down. Dang, you don't want to get down with Jay Worthy. Nigga, I, I mean, I be in the gym, nigga. I get out anybody, nigga. I don't give a fuck. That's how we get right there, man. He ain't never scared. Oh, that's niggas can't fuck with me, man. I like, nah, I fuck with Jay Worthy. I never want to fight Jay Worthy. <laughs> Jay Worthy's that's my nigga, man. He's he could he's my spirit animal every now and then. <laughs> oh man. All right, all right. Next week, I wanna ask you. I want to go through the list of Billboard's top 50 greatest rap groups because I want to hear your opinions on that for sure. Oh, yeah. They got number one right, so that's all that matters. Yeah, and then also, like I said, I'm going to write down my favorite V's lyrics, and I want your thoughts on it. But, yeah, man, we're going to have fun, man. Rap is finally waking up. I don't think uh, Osei and Jamal will be saying rap is dead anymore. Maybe they will. Yeah, see how like effortless this episode was? We actually had music to talk about. I mean, we always had music to talk about. You just didn't like the music that came out. I mean, it's not like I necessarily like the music that came out today, but it was like newsworthy and had oh. Oh. had discussions around them and ch- talking about like origins of genres and stuff. And like stars are back. That's what it really is. Oh, yeah, see? And that's all it is as a... The older you get for the cat the not even casual because Jamal's a diehard music fan, but the older you get, the less you care about discovering and the more you care about stars. It is what it is. Yeah, I got time for these weird ass little kids. But you're a DJ, but hey, that's another story for another day. <laughs> Chopper suit combos. <laughs> oh yeah, wait, wait. Did you respect Uzi's growls? Nah, I mean, they were. I remember someone asked me, I think it was Anthony. Shout out Anthony. He was like, Hey, where the growls were Playboy Cardi's better. And I think I said I respected Uzi's growls more. <laughs> Playboys are weird. His, he mainly did his live though. Who Playboy? He didn't do them on the album. He yeah. Cardi did them on at concerts more. Yeah, Uzi was weird for that. He growled on like seven songs. Yeah, he wants to be a rocker. The rockers don't do that. Yeah, they don't know that. Marilyn Manson doesn't do that. Hey, man. They play instruments and sing and shit and write ly- lyrics. Hey, man. It's like everybody's got to interpret things their own way. <laughs> 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 I 